Build It Coach, Episode 22, Consultant Clash. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Build It Coach. I help you, the homeowner, the property owner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't lose money, experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Build It Coach is specifically designed to empower the non-construction professional. I'm your host, Dale R. Scriven, project management and design build professional. Reminder, this podcast is about guts, the nitty gritty, the behind the scenes of your project, the stuff that the secrets, or I should say that the experts don't tell you. It's not necessarily this show about pretty pictures. We recognize that we need to know our P's, a process that helps us avoid problems so that we can avoid being pissed and most importantly, avoid getting ripped off and becoming pocket poor. All right. Another reminder, if you're looking to hire a great contractor, visit buildacoach.com forward slash hire. It's a fantastic free resource that provides the blueprint on how to hire not a good contractor, but a great contractor. Again, welcome to the quick tip series. Today, I will talk about consultant clash. Consultant clash today, we will talk about part one. Part one today is, should I use a consultant? Consultant clash part two, after this podcast, will be, when should I use a consultant? And we'll give you some hints on that today, but we'll go deeper into when you should use a consultant in part two. So, should I use a consultant? The answer is absolutely yes. This tip, using a consultant, can save you thousands of dollars and millions of brain cells when it comes to frustration. All right? Side note. Side note, very, very important side note. The inspector is not your consultant, all right? Many times a inspector will come out to your site because you had to pull a permit and someone's gonna come from the local jurisdiction, whether it be the county or the city or the state, what have you, and they're gonna do an inspection. The inspector is not your consultant. The inspector is looking for code compliance issues not scope compliance issues. You can have stuff in your project that goes above and beyond local requirements or could be done a little differently, all right? So the inspector is not your consultant. Don't confuse the two. Now, you are not a construction expert in many cases. You didn't go to school and study construction in many cases. You don't know the tricks that contractors use to hide things in many cases. I don't want to put everyone in the box. Some of, you, some of you have more experience. Some of you have way less experience. Do you know building codes? These are some of the reasons why you should look at hiring, hiring a consultant. Guess what? I still use consultants on projects when I feel slightly uncomfortable. The scope of work could involve a technology that I'm unfamiliar with or that my project has a specialty, all right? Something out of the ordinary, something that I'm not used to 
necessarily managing or seeing. For some, the entire construction process is out of the ordinary. I know many of you in the audience don't have any experience in construction. Therefore, a consultant can help you. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, I was managing a water fountain project that featured an adjacent koi pond. It was part of a residential remodeling project that featured an addition to an existing home with a robust, complicated landscaping plan. The fountain and koi pond were, you know, integrated in this robust landscaping plan. I had a construction background, however, however, I, I never supervised a water fountain or a koi pond project. Um, let, me, let me level set. Everybody knows what a koi pond is, right? That's those big, they look like goldfish, right? Those big colorful fish. And there's a pond where people sit around and look at them. And a water fountain, typical water fountain that you see in, in any city park, what have you. Well, I knew enough to get my client close, close to the project, but it was that last 5% to where, you know, you can get into a lot of trouble if you don't know everything about what you're dealing with, all right? As they say, the devil is in the details. So what did I do? What did I do to make sure all the details were captured? Well, I hired a company, a consultant, a person, a person who was more experienced, experienced than me in that particular line of work. The consultant helped me perform the necessary detailed, specialized quality assurance that I need. All right. Stop trying to manage your renovation or remodeling projects by yourself. All right. There is help available. I visit some of your projects, talk to some homeowners and property owners. You're getting abused because you fail to get the help. All right. Now, boom. All right. Here comes the consultant clash. Years ago, I used a consultant as a secret weapon. All right? Secret weapon. You should have seen the look on the contractor's face when he saw the consultant reviewing his work. I say this because when we talked, all of a sudden, the contractor started to stutter. The contractor never stuttered before. His eyes got big as he as as he you know saw he was looking at a naked body. His body language totally changed from totally being confident and somewhat cocky to being somewhat humbled. His eyes were bulging. All right. Bottom line is the contractor now knew that he was going to be accountable. In this case, a he was going to be accountable for the work that they were going to do on the job site. He, the contractor, thought he was going to have a field day prior to seeing the consultant. The contractor thought he had an easy job where he could maybe cut corners, skimp on quality, and give me the runaround, talk some of that specialized language. Basically, thinking that he, in this case, could run circles around me. All right? But guess what? When I saw this interaction, this clash, I smiled and felt a sense of ease and calm. I know at this point in time that the playing field had been equaled. The contractor, in this case, lost their clear expert advantage. All right? And it leveled the playing field where now the contractor had to be honest. All right? 
view the consultant like a system of checks and balances, almost like our government in the U.S., three equal branches of government. You have the owner, the consultant, and the contractor. We're all attached to the waste, and we have to share power in order to get the project that you, you the property owner, that you're eventually paying for, right? Remember, you're the one that's coming out with the money out of your pocket. So again, what do I mean by consultant? A company or a person, you pay a small fee to perform a series, this is key, a series of quality assurance inspection from inception to the closeout of your project, meaning there's going to be multiple stages, all right? I use the word small fee purposely, right? Because this is a professional relationship. Now, if you have a buddy or a friend who is skilled in that work, fine. But I I do prefer to pay for this because this is really, really important that your consultant is a person that's accountable, a company that's accountable that can interact with the contractor, all right? Now, generally, this is the good news. Generally speaking, generally, I find consultants to be inexpensive when I compare their cost to the overall project cost, all right? Their fee, when I compare their fee to the overall project cost, I find them to be very inexpensive. For instance, I managed a $300,000 renovation project and I needed a consultant. The consultant only cost me $2,500, And I should say, in this case, cost the owner $2,500. But the value that I got out of that, the way that the project turned out was exponentially great. All right. Again, a company who you pay a small fee to perform a series of quality assurance inspections from inception to closeout of your project. You've got to pay for accountability. All right. And we'll go into this. Um, issue when I talk about inception to closeout, these stages, all right, these stages, these very important stages where in part two we'll go in sp- particular into, in regards to how to identify the stage, a stage, I should say. The best way to use a, now, let me back up. I did talk about consultant clash, but the best way to use a consultant is to use a collaborative approach. It's really to avoid the clash. In the story that I told, I was in my early 30s and I enjoyed the drama, honestly. I enjoyed the contracting drama, the clash. Contractors cursing, kicking buckets, inflammatory statements, people saying F you underneath their breath. Yeah, F you, the F word. Um, People talking about your mama, etc. I mean, it would get pretty nasty sometimes on a construction site. As the years brought me enlightenment, now that I'm in my 40s, (laughs) it was clear to avoid the clash. All right. You want to use a collaborative collaborative approach. So now I in, I introduced introduce my consultant to the contractor before the first hammer arrives to the job site. I help coordinate a construction meeting with the contractor and the consultant. The role of the consultant and how and when the consultant will interact with the project is covered in the pre-construction meeting. Try not to have any surprises, but you'll see that the contractor will say, oh, somebody else is going to be looking at my work. Before I want uh, I move on, I want to say a paid consultant again, someone who is accountable, because again, there's going to, they're going to be meeting on the job site 
in these series, all right? All right? And they, they are going to be responsible for memorializing what they see on documents. They, you know, they're going to have to write down the inspection report. And this inspection report is going to be something that's delivered to the contractor. So everyone is on the same page, all right? All right? Nothing different is happening in different people's minds. Everybody's on the same page. And these reports that the consultant produces is going to be very, very, very important. In the meeting, and now going back to the pre-construction meeting, in the meeting, we will discuss project schedule and more importantly, milestones. The milestones are the moments in time where the inspection should take place before moving to the next step in construction. Remember I said from inception to closeout. So in between that inception at the beginning and closeout at the end, there are milestones that are very important. And again, we'll dive deeper into the milestones in the part two. All right. All right. So I'll give you a hint. Um, it's almost killing me. I'll give you a hint in regards to the milestones. The, the Koi Pond um, example that I gave you, really, you want the inspection to come about in, at failure points. So some of the critical failure points that we saw, because a failure point is something that if that milestone fails, you really, it's going to be very difficult to go back and redo the work. So when we were looking at the koi pond, we looked at soil compaction. All right. Confirm the depth, depth, D-E-P-T-H of the shallow to deep end, because that was important. Confirming the pitch. Confirm that the liner was one piece. The, the, the actual pond liner was one piece. And the specified underlayment was used under the um, liner. So this project in particular called for carpet to be under the koi pond liner. All right. It, 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 you couldn't use newspaper. Other contractors like to use different material. All right. Confirm that the liner bulkhead, um, some of you may not be in construction, but that's how the um, liner is kind of attached near the surface area. Make, making sure that was secure, that had to be inspected and confirm landscaping as pitch to discourage runoff. All those were milestones. Now we'll go about how to identify, again, failure points in part two. Now, the expert consultant that I hired was responsible for making sure that each milestone was constructed correctly before moving to the next step. Again, these milestones need to be transparent in your schedule because you don't want your project to slow down. Again, these milestones need to be um, explicit, spe specific, and need to be shown up in your project schedule, all right? Or at least in a milestone schedule. The consultant needs to know when to perform the inspections, and your contractor needs to make sure that they stay on schedule so that the inspection can occur in a timely manner. That needs to be coordinated, okay? Your contractor, consultant, your, yourself, there needs to be a communication channel, all right? So this can be facilitated easily so no one is in pain. Again, collaborative effort. The best way to hire a consultant is to have a designer, architect, engineer prepare a good set of construction documents. By that, I mean a good pair of plans and specifications. So that's saying upfront, how your project is to be constructed should be known upfront by your contractor. And your consultant is simply making sure that your contractor is adhering to that plan. So there's no ambiguity, right? Um, you don't want um, your contract. This is a very simple example. You don't want your um, contractor 
saying, I'm going to put up drywall, all right? And your contractor puts up drywall, but the thickness of the drywall is a quarter inch. And then your consultant says, oh, um, the, 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 the drywall should have been three quarter inch. Um, what's going on here? And the contractor says, oh, I only bid a quarter inch. Yeah, it should have been specified in your plans and specification that the drywall is three quarter inch. And so that your consultant understands what they are helping you review when they come out to do quality assurance when your contractor is building the project. All right, that's what I mean. Everything should be specified. All right. Your contractor and consultant should not be reading from two different pages of music. If one is playing rock and roll and the other one is playing acid jazz, you're going to have a problem. The music is going to sound crappy. All right. It's not going to be a good, it's not going to be a good concert. Not going to be a good project. All right. I know we called the project, the, the, the podcast consulting class, but clash but again avoid the clash all right avoid the clash by being a leader who lays out a plan designed by your designer architect or engineer the big takeaway from this episode is to involve your consultant early all right let me say that again the big takeaway from this episode is to involve your consultant early collaborate lead so that you can avoid consultant clash There you have it. This episode is a wrap. Feel good about yourself. You took the time to learn. Acting on this information gives you a fighting chance against project chaos, money loss, continuous stress, or greedy, unethical contractors. If you know someone who needs help, invite them to listen. Let's look out for one another and build a strong community of homeowners and property owners who want a dream renovation or remodeling project. Make sure you subscribe to Build a Coach on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. For more details, visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Please, if you know someone who you want to hear Build a Coach, leave a review. The reviews help us grow the show and reach more people who need help. Until next time, may your dream project become a reality. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.